Hello and welcome to Pile of Shave. I'm your host, Sean Orange, for this month of November. Uh, with us is our special guest, Perry Von Vicious. Hello, Perry, and can you tell us about your regimen? Uh, yeah, you know, uh, honestly, uh, I just, I, uh, I just don't shave. Oh, it's uh, really. So, so, it's, uh, oh yeah, it is the right month. Oh, yeah. oh, hey. oh, Vink, Vink's here. Hello. I didn't know if you were going to be able to make it. Sorry, am I late? Yeah. Uh, uh, did you uh, not get the memo about the the beard? Yeah, a pile of shave, so I shaved. Oh, yes, I can see how that would be confusing. Mm. Yeah. So, hold mm. on, I'll grow it back. Okay. <laughs> you gotta focus. <laughs> this week on the Famicom Dojo Video Game Podcast... We talk with pro wrestler Perry Von Vicious about the ways in which wrestling games are different from fighters, the recent revival of side-scrolling beat-em-ups, and our guest's favorite retro game is a rare surprise. Get it? Rare? Hey, hey, welcome. Hi. Oh, this is awkward. <laughs> All right. That's how we like it here on Pile of Shave. I mean, sorry, this is actually the Famicom Dojo video game podcast. Where we talk oh. about video games and follicles. How and convenient. How convenient. Yes. All right. Uh, for... <laughs> I'm glad we went with this introduction. <laughs> anyway, so uh, as usual, I'm... I'm I'm your host Vink, and also Sean, the the other host, the yes. other host, the other host, and uh, and um, today we are joined by a very very special guest. Uh, would you like to introduce yourself? Uh, yes, I'm the third host. Um, I'll be here from now on. <laughs> yes. uh, uh, I am uh, I'm Perry Von Vicious. I'm a professional wrestler. Um, I've been wrestling 16 years now. Uh, you can see, uh, if you're watching the video, you see Vink holding up uh, as the program from Kyushu Pro Wrestling, where I am uh, currently employed full-time wrestling in uh, on the island of Kyushu in Japan, uh, primarily based out of Fukuoka. And there I am with my glorious beard and long hair that's currently hidden under my cute little hipster cap. Um <laughs> And uh, yeah, I've uh, been wrestling 16 years, and uh, this is my first time I've been able to do it full time. Uh, I was brought to Japan, and uh, it's uh, honestly, that was kind of always a dream of mine since college was wrestling in Japan. Uh, it's the wrestling that always most appealed to me. And uh, yeah, it's kind of unexpected to be uh, living out this portion of this particular dream at the age I'm at. <laughs> It's it's amazing. <laughs> like uh, that's 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 absolutely wonderful. Now, I, I took my kids to see I took my kids to see this uh, this event. Oh, got 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 the T-shirt right here. Kyushu Pro Wrestling um, had had a blast. It was it was just just a, just a just a funny, um, exciting, uh, re really, really good little show. First time I've ever been to a daytime wrestling match. Um, and and yeah, it was it, it was really uh, 
really good. And then as I, and I, I didn't have any, like so many people that are real fans, like everyone was wearing the t-shirts of their favorite wrestlers yep. and stuff like that. I didn't have anything like that. So, so I, I went with the closest thing I have to a wrestling t-shirt, which is my strong bad from Homestar Runner who <laughs> wears kind of, he wears kind of a wrestling mask. And as I was, as I was leaving, I hear this, I hear, I hear, hear this giant guy going, that's, hey, that's strong bad. That's, that's strong bad. I was just showing you this. You're talking to bison. And you're like, I was just showing you this video or whatever. And, and, you know, the, the usual, the usual manly high fives were given. And I got, I got a picture, which is uh, our, which is probably what you're seeing is the, um, the podcast, uh, picture. Um, but, and then it turned out, so, so like, uh, I posted that picture. Uh, we started following, a. a, a each other on Twitter, and I found out that like uh, this guy's a total nerd uh, in a good way, in a good way, in a in a no, good it's way. Completely, because... completely accurate, completely. But like, accurate, it's yeah. not it's not fair. You're a big, strong guy who would like beat up guys like me. I mean, not you. You're very nice, but like, don't, don't let my don't let my appearance now at 39 yeah, yeah. actually influence what you think I look like in okay. high school. Okay, uh, I might be six three. But yeah. in high school, I was also a 300-pound chubby kid who didn't oh. play a single sport. And uh, until my senior year of high school, didn't really yeah. have any friends because all anyone knew about me was that I played the accordion because I wanted to be like Weird Al. Yes. Uh, it was it was senior year when they also found out I played guitar and I joined a punk band. And then a couple of like, girls started talking to me. That was weird. Oh, my gosh. There's so much to talk about. Now... <laughs> What you're, saying, what you're saying is this is this is how I'm reading that. Is there still a chance for Sean and I to become professional wrestlers? That's uh, well, yeah. I, I mean, I think I think I think anyone at any point could probably give it a shot. Um, you oh, know, I, I started quite some time ago, but it was after college, which is uh, That's, most of the, yeah. most of the people I wrestle now are younger than I was when I started, which is yep. very upsetting. <laughs> Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, I can see that. So, yeah, but but still, I mean, you put you put on you put on a great show. It was I you you incorporated elements of sumo wrestling, which seemed <laughs> seemed odd that you would be the one to bring that into it. But um, it but if anyone wants to see the match, uh, we can put that one up uh, on the on the show notes. So it was it was it was it was a fun match. You you went against Asosan, right? Uh, yes, uh, I, be- yeah. I believe that's the show. Yeah, uh, I, it was me and uh, me and Asosan. And if I'm recalling which show it was correctly, oh, actually, uh, ten guy. nine. I was uh, yep. I was not against Asosan at that show. Oh, uh, it was actually Bison who uh, was in a tag match opposite. Ah, Asosan. okay. Uh, I main I main evented against uh, Kyushu champion challenging for the championship. Ah, okay, Kodai, uh, right? Against yes, Kodai Nozaki. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that makes more is, sense uh, too. He's a big, big uh, guy. <laughs> yeah, he's a he's a very big guy. Um, yeah. And uh, which sometimes can feel. This is a little inside baseball, but again, I'm a nerd. That's kind of yeah. how I work. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it can feel a little challenging to put together oh, sure. a match with an opponent of that size, especially mm. if, like me, you're a big guy and everyone expects you to throw someone around wildly. Um, uh. But uh, as you as you will yeah. probably recall, yeah. having been there at the match, yeah. I found a way. 
Yeah, you did. You did the signature move, which I, I won't spoil it. What What is your signature uh, my, move? My my uh, my finishing move. I uh, I put my opponent up on my shoulder, uh, their face up across my shoulder. I spin around and then throw them like a pizza dough. Uh, and what is and is, what is this move is, called? It is called the Perry Go Round. Yes. Uh, that's Which uh, of course incorporates amazing. my my deep love deep love yeah. of theme parks. Yeah, um, yep. And uh, yeah, I, I try yeah. to put a little nerdy reference to something I like in everything I do in wrestling. That's yeah, that is that is wonderful. And you, there's a, there's a fairly famous wrestler in Kyushu Pro Wrestling, right? Uh, like, yes, uh, uh, that yeah. is uh, Taj- Tajiri, who is a yeah. former yeah. ECW WWE. Uh, He's made appearances for Impact. Uh, he's been essentially everywhere with uh, yeah, yeah. twenty five plus years. I watched him when I was in middle school. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, and he's he's incredible. He's the head trainer here uh, currently. Mm-hmm. He's actually uh, away for an entire month on a tour oh. through Europe and America. Okay. Um, but uh, he is, uh, yeah, he's phenomenal. Uh, he's so his insights into what we do in the ring are. Uh, remarkable and really uh, they really reflect having spent that many years performing. Oh, that's wonderful. And have you had a chance, have you had a chance to uh, do a match with him? Uh, not yet. Um, I, the, the, uh, the lineup for the rest of the shows that I have here haven't been announced yet, but I, oh, okay. I can safely say I will be in the ring with him before I leave. Oh, that's great. Uh, that's great. And to cool. narrow it down a little bit for any parties interested, uh, he doesn't come back till December. And oh, okay. I only have two shows in December before uh, I leave. Okay. So. Okay. Just go to both. <laughs> yeah. And if, it's, if uh, that's, that's what the I heard. Thing. Yeah. Yep. And, and yep. And if anybody wants to uh, to follow that, I'm going to. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna throw a link up to Hushu Pro Wrestling if you want to see it, and you can see some of his other matches on there as well. Yeah. And they're, they're a great organization to follow. Uh, may, as far as I'm aware, and I haven't double checked this, yeah. maybe the only nonprofit organization pro wrestling yes. company. Yep. Yep. They're, they uh, do a lot of, they do a lot of charity and outreach stuff too. It's yeah. really, really cool. Yeah. Uh, pretty much every single day they have wrestlers going to local elementary schools, educating about physical fitness or going to, yep. um, uh, they go to convalescent homes and, and, you know, just hang mm-hmm. out with, uh, with the older folks and really interesting, uh, outreach that they do in the communities here. Yeah. I, 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 I was reading a little bit about it after I, I just went to the show because it was, it was a wrestling show in, you know, locally. So I just, I just went there and, you know, it cost no money to go to the show. The, the, mm-hmm. the and, and so obviously I bought some merch just to, you know, kind of express gratitude for, for the you know the two hours of entertainment so but yeah it was it was really great um so anyway uh so video games <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> but um gosh there's so many more things i'd like to talk to you about with the uh with the wrestling stuff but we should probably at some point or sean did you have any questions um i was i was just like thinking and like watching some of your vlogs um and everything it reminded me of my time in japan which is about uh, <laughs> yeah. four months uh back in 2003 yeah i was at yep, the yep. tail end of college and went to uh nagisaki um guy kokugo tanki daigak i think they dropped the tanki part though recently yeah yep. it's it's become a full university it's nagasaki okay. guy kokugo Ta- uh, daigaku now so yeah okay yeah yeah 
So uh, I spent a semester there. Great time. You know, also in Kyushu, but uh, other end of the island, more or less. And yep. um, just had a blast. Of course, uh, when I went, uh, the video game scene was like the PS2 was like in, yep. in like its heyday. So a little bit different, but I was like yeah. going around trying to find like all the import stuff I possibly could. It's what led to Famicom Dojo being created in the first place. Yep. And yep. I guess how, what, what brought you to Japan and how are you finding it right now? Uh, I mean, obviously it was wrestling that, that brought me here. Um, uh, for, for the people who, I mean, obviously it's a video game podcast, not a wrestling podcast. So this isn't probably, uh, you know, there's a, there's the, way more crossover than you'd think. There's oh, yeah. way um, more crossover. Oh yeah. The, the, the sort of broad strokes is, um, uh, you know, there's really, there's, there's essentially four types of pro wrestling across the globe. There's your sort of classic American pro wrestling, which is very character based, very yep. storyline based. Uh, there is Lucha Libre, which is all about acrobatics and high flying. Uh, there is uh, British, uh, which is uh, often referred to as World of Sport, which was mm. the uh, the name of the TV show for something mm. like three decades that carried British wrestling, which is very, um, it's a lot of holds. Uh, if mm. Someone who is used to other types of wrestling might watch it and think like, boy, this looks weird. And it does. Mm. Uh, it, it's very cartoony, very strange. It, it looks more like dancing than wrestling. It's uh, very interesting. And then there's Japanese wrestling, which is your sort of strong style. Uh, it's very hard hitting. Uh, yeah. It's very serious. It's very. It's a lot more sort of sports based in its presentation. Um, that said, there are still very colorful characters. Also, some, oh, yeah. as you pointed out, very bright and colorful. Yep. Um, Baten, who is uh, on all the shows, is uh, quite the colorful character. Yeah, you see Baten guy. right there. Uh, and and so there's there's no shortage of colorful characters. But when when the bell rings, yeah, uh, it's 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 hard to um, what we would in wrestling say. It's hard to see through yeah. what's going on. Yeah. Um. And uh, that was always very appealing to me, um, mostly because uh, I'm I'm not acrobatic like the luchadors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's a lot of things in American wrestling that uh, it's probably not for me. I don't have the look uh, to ever be on TV there and make a full-time living. And uh, the British style uh, is nothing anyone can make a living doing, and I don't think anyone <laughs> I don't think anyone in the UK would disagree with me on that. Sure. Uh, so Japan was was the answer, and it was always what I loved. Uh, wrestlers yeah. like uh, Kenta Kobashi and Mitsuharu Misawa; uh, those are like legends to me. And actually, uh, Kikutaro, who is a Japanese comedy wrestler, mm. I just got to be on a show with him yesterday. Oh and wow! Got to hang out with him and talk with him, which was so cool. Like I've watched him since I was in college. Uh, my wife doesn't like or care about wrestling in any way, but she <laughs> loves Kikotaro. Uh, okay. <laughs> so she's very jealous that I got to like meet and hang out with him. Um, oh, that's awesome! And uh, so that's what brought me to Japan was the style of wrestling, and and it was the place where a guy who doesn't have the uh, the steroid body. Yeah, and yeah. is in his late thir very late thirties, clinging to my thirties <laughs> by a few months. Um, I could come and I could make a living doing it, and uh, I don't really have that option anywhere else. Um, as far as how I'm finding it, uh, it's uh, apart from being far away from my wife, our cats, and our chickens. Uh, mm -hmm. It is fantastic. Uh, everything here is amazing. Uh, 
stuff is affordable stuff is weird and cool and awesome and like every every turn i'm seeing something where i'm just like oh i wish america was more like this right oh yeah. my good i i am uh, i am I am slightly living vicariously through your blog because I see you, you and uh, Bison on your Japan adventures and like the things that I take for granted right now, like you guys were so excited that you found a bag of potato chips that were spam flavored. And I'm like, and I, and I, it took me a moment to go like, they probably don't have those in the States. You know, like I've, sure been, I've been here so long. I've been completely desensitized. It's like, huh, there's a giant robot over there. Wonder what that's yeah, for. Is it yeah. a new pachinko parlor? Whereas whereas it would be like, giant robot, you know, like I've just I just absolutely yeah, I've 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 what the what, the, yeah. the strange and cool stuff that yeah. we found, and specifically the strange and cool giant stuff that we found yeah. has been uh mind blowing. Yeah. I'm I'm actually uh there was one giant object I was very excited to see when I got here and the opportunity to see it fell apart. Oh. Uh, if, so if, if anyone has a contact and can make it happen, I'm going to mention it now. It's a, it, it is a very, very far cry from happening. So very small chance this could happen. Uh, there was a cafe in Oita uh, called the wild cafe Okay. And uh, it opened a few months before COVID. Okay. And inside, it was built in an airplane hangar and had, was filled with all kinds of weird stuff. Double-decker UK buses, giant uh, Native wow. American teepees. And those were the places where you could take your ramen and go eat. Wow. And I was so excited to see it for a very specific reason. Yeah. And then I got signed to come here in January and I to come over in September and it closed in April. It went out of business, but no! here's the thing that's truly heartbreaking. Yeah. The thing that's yeah. truly heartbreaking. So my character in America specifically, I am the human monster truck, Perry yeah. Von Vicious. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I have loved monster trucks since I was a little kid. It's just one of those yeah. dumb things that I enjoyed. Uh, and there was a monster truck from the eighties called the skull crusher. Uh, that was very iconic. It was on TV all the time mm. when I was a kid. A Japanese investor wanted to make monster trucks a thing here in the late 80s. But of course, okay. they didn't have the car culture. They didn't have... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it yeah. just was never going to work. No. He paid to have three monster trucks come over and perform. Show didn't draw. Oh. He offered the guys to buy all three trucks <clears> and they wouldn't have to ship them back and he'd keep trying to do shows. Two mm. of the guys sold. One of the trucks, Rolling Thunder, which was iconic when I was a kid. Oh, I know has, that one. Even. Yeah, yeah. Or, okay. orange, yeah, orange van. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Has yeah. since been dismantled and just it's gone. Oh. But the Skull Crusher, the guy bought a chain of hotels and he put it in front of one of the hotels where it rotted in the sun for 25 years. Oh. Then his son opened the Wild Cafe. Okay. And his son restored the truck and had it in the cafe. Oh, no. And from all accounts from the folks, the fine folks at the Monster Truck Hall of Fame and Museum in Indiana, yeah. who I've, I've talked with and visited there a, a number of times, uh, if I had gone to this cafe, if it had still been open, yeah. I'd been able to go there. It's very likely I would have been the first American to lay eyes on the thing in person <gasps> since the 80s. Whoa. And I was dead set on making it happen. I, I would have paid any amount to catch a taxi all the way yeah, out yeah, yeah. just to go do it. 
Sure. And it closed like five months before I came here. That's someone, someone has to have a contact for the guy, uh, the guy that had um, the cafe because the truck is still somewhere. I have a lot of friends in Oida, so let me, let me, uh, let me. I, I mean, I don't know if I'll be able to do anything during this trip here, but let me see if I, yeah. I'll. I have no idea if I can, but like I do know. It depends how if any of the foreigners I know in Oida care about monster trucks but if someone <laughs> but if someone does maybe maybe they'll know so and, it, and it's and it's always it, that's always a big if uh or yeah. you know what you know what you, you you if you got a day off sometime you and i will let's go to oida city we'll hold up posters and be like have you seen this monster have truck you seen? have you seen that you know i was, <laughs> like, I was so excited because i even um <laughs> i before the trip, before the yeah. thing closed, I knew I was coming and I knew it yeah. was within a, yeah. a, like an hour and a half drive. I was like, okay. I went online. I went to eBay. It's possible it's even right here somewhere. But I I bought an old school t-shirt of this monster truck. And uh, I had it ready. I was going to wear yeah. it when I went to see the thing. Oh. And I am... Uh, I am Every day I've been here has been an exercise in restraint and just oh. bothering everyone I can talk to about it. Yeah. I, 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 I didn't know until this very moment that there were any monster trucks in Japan. And now I really want to see that. To, to my knowledge, <laughs> it's just the yes. one. Oh to my, my knowledge, it's just the one. Um, and it would have been a real big deal for me because if yeah. you pick back yeah. through the vlog further... Yeah. A thing that I'm kind of known for is finding what I like to call roadside monster trucks. Okay. Okay. Because in America, there's places where they just have an old monster truck parked yeah. at like a gas yeah. station or uh, sometimes it's just in front of like someone's house. In my hometown, uh, and... it was Mr. Twister and it would just, ar- it would yes. just appear at things. It would just appear at things. Yeah. Yeah, uh, like uh, I, I found the first one I found was in Connecticut. I'm from Massachusetts, so it was okay. like an hour drive, and it's just a gas station where the guy had bought this truck in the '80s, and he just <laughs> maintains it, never brings it anywhere, doesn't do parades or anything. It just stays in front of his little off-road shop as like an eye catcher in like nowhere downtown Connecticut. And so I drove down, got a hold of the guy, and got permission and filmed a promo for one of my matches in front of it oh that's where, awesome you know, i'm ca- calling out the other guy but now i'm literally in front of an old school monster truck just on the side of the road that's and uh it it started a, a real trend because i found them kind of everywhere um i i had to go at the time i still had a regular day job i went to cleveland ohio yeah and there's a guy who bought a plot of land in a neighborhood yeah and he's just an outsider artist and his preferred medium is monster trucks. There you and go. And he had like five monster trucks just in this yard painted up all crazy. Uh, and I was able to go and like film a bunch of stuff and walk around them. And when, when you said preferred medium, yeah. I wasn't sure if you meant the monster trucks themselves were painted or if they used the monster trunks to do giant paintings on the ground that you can see from helicopters. I'd have you to know. pull it up on Google Earth. It could be both. Yeah. Um, yes, <laughs> I'm. I'm still trying to get over the idea that there's a such thing as a hidden monster truck. I mean, it's you know, if you're like, there's lots of monster trucks if you know where to look at. It. I'm like, if if there's a monster truck anywhere you look, you should be able to see it. Like, like uh, yeah, uh, yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's, if, if people don't know it's there, 
That's that's mm-hmm. amazing. You know, that's amazing. If a tree falls in the woods, I guess. <laughs> if a tree falls in the woods, probably a monster truck knocked it. Probably over, a monster as old, truck, as the old saying went. Yeah, it's 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 a tale as old as time. All right, but anyway, yeah, um, yeah. Check out check out uh, check out his vlog. I we've only I've only watched the 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 Japan stuff so far, and and one of your turtles playthroughs. So like, yeah, yeah. I watched I watched you playing Shredder's Revenge. Yeah, and and like now that you mentioned that you're pretty much our age, it's about a four year spread there. I imagine yep, you yep, must have yep. played the original as a kid. I think you'd mentioned as much actually. Yeah, played the yep. arcade game and stuff. So I was just like, yes, this, this these are my people. This is great. Well, yes, I mean he's posting stuff about they might be giants, and I'm like, ah oh, man, <sighs> yeah. So the, the, yeah, the Johns, yeah, the Johns know what they're doing. <laughs> They sure do. And you played the yeah. accordion. Oh my good! Yeah, right. Yeah, everything's connected. It's, it's all it's all coming connected. together. It really it's is. You know, and I saw connected. like Cornmo at a TMBG concert once in Madison. So it's just like, ah, yeah, so good. Oh man, yeah. Uh, I could I could go on for, like as much as I can go on about wrestling or monster trucks. I can go on way longer about comedy and novelty <laughs> music. Yes. Dr. Demento, uh, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, stuff like The Residence, which is, I mean, Ooh. that's like, that's deep cut. Sure. Sure. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yes. If you haven't looked them up, it's a great Wikipedia article. <laughs> <laughs> I like how we recommend Wikipedia articles. Um, we, we, we've done it. We've done it a few times. <laughs> but anyway. For sure, that just reads off the wiki for yeah. their videos. No. <laughs> That's yeah, a deep hey. cut too. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, we do all our we do all our own research. Anyway, that's right. Um, and our own stunts. Yeah, I, I I know you tried real hard to get us back in video games, and that like veered us way off course. But yep, I mean, yep. no, I had to hear about this. It was important. And and I you know there's there's a lot more that I'd love to talk about. Yeah, with the whole Kyushu Pro Wrestling too, because they're one of the only independent circuits, like I think in the world, really. Like mm. pretty much everyone else got bought up by the by the larger companies so um so support them if you can like if you can watch their videos uh buy their merch uh it's a good it's a good organization that's doing good work okay um but to our to our topic um when so when i knew that we were going to have a a professional wrestler here and i had to try to find a way to justify that before i knew that He's as much of a nerd in every other way as possible. I was like, we should probably talk about wrestling video games. And I realized that I haven't played a wrestling video game in a very, very long time, mm-hmm. which is interesting because it, it's one of the first genres that I played. You know, like back in the day, the game Pro Wrestling on the NES was one of my standby games. Um, the game that Strong Bad came from, obviously we did a video on it, uh, Tag Team Pro Wrestling, things like that. And in during the N64 era, oh my goodness, there were so many good ones. But it seems like now there's like maybe two. You know, there's there's there and like Ukes is making something not WWE connected, and like and like there's 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 the WWE one that comes out not every year. So so like the topic we're we're talking about today is is the death question mark of the of wrestling games but at the same time a rebirth of another one of my favorite genres the beat 'em up which had pretty much died out for 20 years and in the last 10 
five, ten? You know, it's pretty recent. I want to say ten because Scott Pilgrim yeah. came out like Scott, yeah, but Scott Pilgrim was kind of like Scott Pilgrim came out and it was kind of like its own thing for a while, but then I suppose I, I don't know. Well, yeah. you know what? We'll yeah, get into fair. that. We'll get into we that. Uh, but first, why don't we? Why don't we? Why don't we talk about uh, uh, wrestling games? Sean, did you play any wrestling games? I I didn't. In fact, the 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 two that you mentioned for the NES, I did not play until we did that video. But I'm very proud of oh, really? Starman. Yes, yes. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I, I I did not. And and man, the way that they I had to look up the instructions, but the way they cleverly yeah. like had to like hide all the different moves and like the ways that you you know used had all of those two buttons yeah uh, and, and stuff to like cycle through moves and use them. Um, it it got me thinking too. Like from what little I know of pro wrestling, as yeah. having to be more of like a cooperative uh, 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 thing because you have to you know plan out your 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 moves and your plot and stuff versus sure. like a video game where it's very combative. Like how do you bridge that gap and make it fun and engaging? Like it's not like a fighting game, right? Like it's not like Mortal Kombat, but it can be. But it's not. Yeah, I mean, does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, for the, a lot of the early wrestling games, they they I mean, you could I, this is this is very um unfl- un, unflattering description. I'm going to get a lot of hate, but like it was like slow fighting slow fighting games with awkward control. It was like kind of like how how those games came out like the the licensed uh, WWF games like pretty much before I would say and then and then you ha- also had the type of wrestling game that was basically a fighter like uh wwf the arcade game things like that and and like they 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 were they were a fighter with a wrestling motif you know but Mm. like i really think it's like playstation n64 that it really kind of became its own type of of game and that's that's where a lot of people got into them um perry you want to talk about your own experience with wrestling video games yeah yeah um I think uh, what you're talking about in the evolution of how they're played and the fight style is is really uh, spot on. Maybe the first, um, maybe the first one I played that felt like, you know, it wasn't it wasn't uh, just a poorly designed fighting game or just a fighting game with wrestling yeah. skin uh, was probably uh, it was WWF Monday Night Raw on the Sega Genesis. Oh, okay. Um, which was pretty early. Uh, this was you know would have been early '90s. Um, it had a, uh, a system in it where there were two types of attacks. There's your strikes, and then there were grapples, which was how you did a move. And yeah. once the two characters grappled, you had to pound on the button, and a little meter went back and forth, and whoever mm. won mm. hit a move. And uh, that was a pretty – that small little innovation, that little change, yeah. is kind of what spawned what's the modern wrestling game, where they realize, like, okay yeah. – you know, it, it's not just hitting, hitting, hitting. It's not combos yeah. on buttons. It's There's got to be, like, this strategy where if you're grabbing an opponent, what do you do with them once you have them? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, from there, that, of course, led to, uh, you know, really the, to, to, to my mind, the ultimate in, in having that playability, which was the uh, the THQ Aki games mm, on the yeah. N64. Yeah, yeah. Which uh, you know started with uh, uh, you know a game that I know you're very familiar with, the Virtual yeah. Fighter games, uh, the oh, Virtual yeah. re- Virtual, uh, Pro, virtual Wrestling Pro Wrestling. Games. Yeah, uh, that's that's this guy right here. Well, look at that. I I've never seen that that cover art before. It's uh, I uh, this this you know I I was going to save this for future retro, but this is a good segue. Um, this is this is the first import game I ever played. Like the oh. first 
the first the sure. first game like and it wasn't and it wasn't mine it was a friend of mine who was really into wrestling and he had me over to the house and he's like we're gonna play video games and he had this he had his n64 and he had this adapter thingy and this was at the top and it was all in japanese neither of us spoke a word of japanese we were going just by like the polygons of the wrestler's face like maybe i know that guy you know because it it, it was really good looking at the time, but like now you like it's it's it's. A, but luckily now I can read the Japanese a little bit. But, um, but it was just amazing how many wrestlers there were, just the presentation, and and it also like made me go, oh my goodness, I can import video games, you know, like like the, I can play Japanese games and I can play things that no one else is playing, and like. I, I will say that this might have had, you know, like it's it's not this game by itself, but it's one of those little puzzle pieces that went into, which is why I'm in Japan now, you know. Um, but like the first the first import game I owned was, I think, a Sega Saturn game. But like but like this was this was the one that just let me see that that whole world was was out there. And and to this day, I am not good at this game. But it just holds a special, special place in my heart because at the time it was just, just absolutely amazing. Um, and, uh, and, and yeah, um, sorry. Uh, one of the games we mentioned before was, uh, the, uh, uh, w, uh, WrestleMania, the arcade game, which is a fun game, but it really is more like a fighter. And when you're talking about the, the hit the button rapidly to grapple, do you know what game, the, what game is actually a fairly good wrestling game that no one would think of? king of the monsters for the neo geo if you've ever played that because it's the same thing you get you 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 get together and you kind of like fight to see who's gonna get the whole and it's that game is basically a a wrestling game i mean no no one would call it that but like it, it 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 is a wrestling game more than a lot of the contemporary wrestling games were at the time oh man I've, I've it, always seen yeah. uh, Tekken as sort of bridging the gap between the two ideas. Yeah, you know, I could see that. It's that a little sense. bit of both. And and that makes sense because there's a characters in that game that are yeah. based off of Japanese wrestling. Uh, the character King yeah. uh, is, yeah. uh, is t- Tiger Mask, essentially. Yep, yep, yep. Sure. And then Dead or Alive had a few wrestling characters in it as well, that series. So uh, I think that wasn't the main draw to that game, though. I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> That's fair. I mean, <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not even gonna lie that I bought that I game mean, the, for the, the wrestling. Yeah, yeah the, the, the Yakuza <laughs> series, uh, the, yeah. the Yakuza series has a bunch of wrestlers from New Japan in it. Not the yeah. draw to the game. No, no, <laughs> no, no. But, uh, but yeah, I. But the N64, I think, is the time. Like that's when I was in college or whatever. Uh, the the N64, I had, like late high school, early college, and then people would just get together and they would, you know, they, they, they'd watch what what was going on, what promotions were going on right then. Like, I mean, it was still like, I think WCW was still a thing. Uh, WWE was WWF, and like. NWO was like the thing that everyone was talking about and stuff like that. Yeah. So, and during that time, these games were just huge. There were like four or five of them out every year. And uh, some of them were, some of them were fantastic. Some of them were cash grabs, but it was just like a golden time uh, for the genre. And I just don't know if it's ever reached that high point again. I mean, 
Yeah. Uh, I, ECW. I think, think thank you, ECW. Yeah. yeah. East, okay. ECW, uh, yeah. which had, had one N N64 release, yep. uh, which was uh, after there, there were a lot of um, game developers that were sort of switching which wrestling company sure. had sure. the rights. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, the, the THQ Aki game started with yep. All Japan in Japan. Yep. Yeah, yep. and then simultaneously licensed WCW NWO. Yep. And then when that agreement came to an end, the same engine became the WWF games on the N sixty four. Yep. Oh, yep. Okay. And that makes sense. Simultaneously, there was a game WWF Attitude on the PlayStation. Mm -hmm. Their contract, I think that was a claim. Their contract yep. came to an end, and ECW picked it up. And they yep. made an ECW version of the same game and put it on the N64. And it is one of the worst console to console ports of that era. Yep. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, real, real bad, real bad. Um, but it's the only way to see some of those characters in the video game. Yep. So, yeah. And then, and then after that, and like after the N64 generation, it was kind of like Ukes really kind of be became like the only, <laughs> the only company making wrestling games. Which, uh, yeah. uh, to be fair, was uh, in, in large part because uh, Japanese wrestling had a, a huge dip during that period. Yeah, that's um, right. The, they the tried company... to rebrand it and everything, yeah. Yeah, the, the two companies over here, All Japan yeah. New Japan, mm -hmm. were both sort of in downturns. Then All Japan had a big split where half the people stayed in All Japan and NOAA was created. Yeah. So it was a big split of all the companies, so no one had a video game contract for a long time. Um, yep. And then in in America, WCW went out of business. W, you know, yep. WWE bought them. WWE yep. bought ECW. Mm -hmm. So we only had WWE games for years. And I mean, you know, I, I don't I don't like to go negative or critical, but those games just proceeded to get worse and worse <laughs> over time. I think the last wrestling game that I played that that I that I that I I there was I was on GameCube and I think it was called WrestleMania Eight or something something similar to that WrestleMania like, X Eight because it that was it that was it that was it that was it and and, and that, like, that was pretty good yeah it was it was it was definitely it was definitely not bad and uh, one of the one of the wrestlers from uh, yeah Kyushu Kyushu Pro Wrestling is in that I think <laughs> so like, yeah Tajiri is in yeah that that's game. right that's right so. Um, so I, I might have to, I might have to revisit that one actually. Cause I, I still have a copy somewhere, but there um, was a, there was a second game that was, yeah. uh, the next version on the same engine that was, I want to say it was like WWE, uh, vengeance or resurrection. It was one of those names. Yeah. It was, they had a pay-per-view at the time by that name. And it was very cool. Cause they took the same sort of fighting engine yeah. And it was no longer just matches in the ring that told the story. Sometimes you'd be backstage in this world and you'd have 50 guys coming at you that you had to get rid of. So it sort of became a little bit like a beat -em up but with wrestling controls. So you could hit like finishing moves and you could grab holds on guys. Like it was very strange and unique, but uh, a lot of fun. Okay. Uh, what caused the Japanese downturn of wrestling? We got a question. We got a question coming in. Is it is it yeah. is it when they when they tried to make it like more serious like like I, I heard that there was yeah it it had uh, it had always been pretty serious oh, yeah. Yeah. um there were uh, so essentially what what happened was it really all comes down to the death of Giant Baba yeah uh, yeah when when Baba died uh, business in all Japan became very sort of murky there had already been sort of a split that was ready to happen. 
And when it did, it spawned off. So there was still All Japan, but there was also Pro Wrestling Noah. And they were, of mm-hmm. course, now co- in competition with New Japan, which is sort of uh, Japan's WWE. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, when that happened, it it split the fan bases between three different organizations, not to mention all the independents that were around. Yeah, yeah. And um, it kind of became hard to draw because no one had enough star power in one place at a time. Um, you know, that's when there's an era there where you see a lot of uh, Tokyo Dome shows that look really empty compared to what you would see today. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then just as uh, things started to get a lot better and it was Noah, Noah looked like it was going to be the company. Yeah. Uh, the wrestler who left All Japan to found Noah, uh, Mitsuharu Misawa, uh, mm. passed away in the ring. Uh. And uh, that really hurt business for Noah very badly that would have been 2009 so just as things were starting to come back it took a big hit again and it wasn't until probably 2015 2016 when when new japan had sort of their version of what used to be the nwo called the bullet club okay and that had uh that had carl anderson and uh the young bucks and when he got released from wwe cody rhodes was in that like it was yeah. just a lot of very big names and it was a very cool thing that was happening. It drew a lot yeah. of eyes and uh, yeah, really helped uh, reinvigorate the Japanese scene. Oh yeah. And it's definitely back now. I mean, and what, what's amazing now is because of the internet and things like that, you have, you have like American fans who can follow it, you know, like it was, it was always something that was happening before that there was, that you could like read about or whatever, but now, you know, there's all kinds of live events and things like that. Uh, you do not have to be in, from Kyushu, but you can watch almost all the matches from Kyushu Pro Wrestling uh, just by subscribing to that YouTube channel, which I think is is amazing. They uh, they also have a uh, a fan club you can join that has exclusive matches that don't go on the YouTube. Oh, really? So, yeah, uh, we we uh, we have a bunch of shows that are not put up on YouTube. Uh, oh. So. Yeah, uh, uh, I believe it's a fairly inexpensive fan club. I haven't actually checked the uh, the price, but all the proceeds from it, being a nonprofit, all the proceeds yep. from it go to local charities and to uh, to helping make other events happen for the company. So uh, it's it's a cool thing to do and definitely worth looking into. I believe it is called the Genkai Club. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, that I I, I will look into that because that's. Um, yeah, and that's and that's great. And uh, one of the nice things about wrestling is you don't have to. It the, there is a language barrier a little bit, but it's so visual um, that 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 I I think you. I mean, I showed to some of my coworkers who do not speak any Japanese, and they were able to get a lot out of it. So, and and that's that's true for both fans and performers alike. Because oh yeah, uh, I have yeah, worked with a number of performers out here where we do not speak a word of the same language. And uh, even just through talking and pantomiming, we're able to know exactly what each other wants to do and to go out and make it work. It's uh, we, uh, we, we say that wrestling is a universal language. And I think uh, that's probably pretty true of a lot of the performing arts. Yeah. I'm reminded of when I was in that study abroad program and there were all those cute Korean girls and the only common language we had was Japanese. And so what you're telling me is I should have picked up wrestling instead. Yes. Yes. It would have gone great. But earlier Uh, we established it's not too late. (laughs) I, 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 I will say, uh, 
in a, in a stark contrast to the American yeah. scene where almost a hundred percent of my fan base is, uh, is dudes. Yeah. Uh, there, there are a lot of, uh, women in this country that are big wrestling fans. That cool. surprised me as well. When I went to, when I went to that match, cause I was like, this is, this, you know, I was, cause I brought my two daughters and I'm like, uh, is this even a good atmosphere to bring them to? But there were so many kids. There were so many, you know, and there, there, yeah, there were, there were just a lot of female fans like decked out in the gear, you know, it just, yeah. just, it was fun, which is, yeah. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to spoil the match, but I'm, we're going to put up a link to one of the matches with, um, with, uh, with this guy, uh, right here. <laughs> and, it. and these ladies, um, a, uh, the mixed, mixed gender match. And, and I, I, I was not prepared. <laughs> Let's just say it that way. <laughs> yes. I, I I didn't get to see that match in real time oh, okay, okay. because I was backstage. When I watched it back and saw the photos from it, <laughs> I was not prepared for what went on in it, that match. I, I will mean, say that uh, I can't believe I missed went on this in that match. In in ninety percent of promotions in yeah. America, they would not do what went on in that match. Yeah, I, they, they would say that's uh, too much. I, I d- but what 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 got me is like I really thought you know how it was introduced and everything like that. It was a comedy match. It definitely was. Yeah. But and and I mean, you know, I, I'm not going to re- save save the result. But it was. But like, it, it's against all the rules. You know what I mean? <laughs> but like, but like, beside, it was a comedy match. But at the same time, there was some amazing technical stuff going on. Like there were a number of moves that my my daughters and I watched, and they're like, "Daddy, how do they do that without dying?" And I'm like. I do not know. I have people just leaping from high distances and hitting hard, like just, just high athleticism. Yeah. Just, 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 just incredible. But, but yeah, um, watch that match. Uh, Not at work. Don't watch it at work. (laughs) Yeah. Don't watch it at work. Uh, Don't watch it at work. (laughs) And when when you're done watching that, uh, if you, if you, if you enjoy the match, the, uh, the young uh, wrestler in that match, who's from Taiwan. His name is oh, Jet Wheat. Yep, yep. Uh, he is one of the gaijins in the house here, and he is one of mm. the funniest people I've ever met. Uh, he is a strange and hilarious dude, and uh, <laughs> anyone who wants should definitely find him on Instagram and Twitter and follow him. Uh, you'll all see right. him mentioned in my stuff all the time because anytime I post a funny picture of him, I tag him. So he's nice. easy enough to find, but uh, a great character to watch and a, a young talent. He's 26, and he's very good. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I, I expect really big stuff from him cool cool but anyway uh yeah we'll put that we'll definitely put that in the description i'm not going to put it up i'm not going to put it up now because when people see it they're gonna they're gonna leave our stream right right yeah send send it to me i'll I'll get it on the website Uh, yeah we'll yeah it just yeah we we have so many related videos on 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 the show page from perry already they're all great just watch all of them (laughs) von vicious Terry Von Vicious. God. <laughs> he didn't. Did he show you that? Did he show you the thing yeah. he yeah, made? I, 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 I saw, saw it. it on, oh I saw my it god! On yeah, I, I was like, I was like, Vink. I really want to make some kind of joke, but I don't know how it would work in a non-visual <laughs> medium. He just did that like ten minutes later. I'm yeah. like, son of a. Uh, it just. I. I don't... <laughs> 
I mean, when I when I saw when I saw that you were also like a Disney, is is, is the Perry in any? It's not related to that in any way, is it? Or uh, no, uh, the the Perry is actually uh, the Perry's taken from two places. The first is okay. my uh, my best friend from college. His last name is Perry. Okay, uh, okay, and the other is uh, one of my big heroes, uh, Doctor Perry Cox from the show Scrubs. Okay. Oh. Uh, oh my God. Oh no, we're going. We're going oh, to no. just, we, don't, we're don't have get to have you back on, on okay. a different. Okay, you can't see it anymore. <laughs> okay, but back yeah. in the day, I got confused with Zach Braff quite a lot. All the time, he Actually, stole totally my beard. Yeah. yeah, I can totally yeah. see it. The, he was having a beard off with Zach Braff. It, I'm going to drop that the, the, that one in the show notes too. Yeah, drop God. that. All right. So you, you know what you know. No, sorry. You've 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 become a regular. I mean, I know it's your first appearance right now, but like, but like, you know, soon soon we'll be looking back on this, and th- that was our first episode with fan favorite Perry. Yeah, so, so. Hey, I, I'm, I'll, I'll come back. I'll yeah. do it. Don't don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> oh, you're gonna have a good time. All right. <laughs> anyway, um, Lord, awesome. Right, there's. Awesome. Yeah, there's beard chicken part one. <laughs> don't, don't, you don't have to put it up now. It's a, um, it's a trilogy. It is a trilogy. <laughs> beard um, chicken part two. Yeah, it was. It was. They, they had quite a rivalry going on. I mean, he didn't know, but like they had. Yeah, quite I mean, a Zach Braff had no idea, but it was, <laughs> it was intense. I mean, if, if, if people want to tweet out those uh, the beard offs and, and tag him, maybe he'll yeah. maybe he'll find out. Maybe. Oh. maybe. <laughs> I don't know if I need oh. that kind of pressure, man. YouTube was a different place back then. Anyway, it, uh, <laughs> it really was. Video replies were a thing, and uh, yeah, anyway, yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, I remember those days. Uh, yeah. Um, okay. Uh, video games. Um, <laughs> I, you I know, mean, I, I, I hate what, to bring it how, back. How do they I, work? I'm, I'm having, I'm having, I'm having such a good time right now. I hate to bring it back to video games, but I'm worried we're going to run out of time before we get to them. So. <laughs> We talked about a few. Yeah, we yeah. about a handful. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. learned something yeah. about video games today that I didn't know, and I host this show. Congratulations. I mean, Congratulations. well, maybe people who like are regular viewers aren't surprised by this, but... <laughs> so anyway, um, just going to our, going to our, second, uh, our second point. Do you think there will... Now, since there's been a revival of, of interest in wrestling, especially Japanese wrestling... Do you think there's any chance for a revival of the wrestling video game genre? Well, we're, we're already sort of seeing the beginnings of it because for so long, it's just been WWE games. Yeah. Uh, in, I want to say it was 2017. Yeah. Uh, fans were crying out for a sequel to a, a great series of games called Fire Pro Wrestling. It's a, essentially a 2D game that looks very much in the style of the aforementioned uh, yep. WWF Monday Night Raw and Sega Genesis, uh, but with an infinite number of moves, an infinite number of characters, and infinite uh, customability, uh, customizability for your creator wrestlers. And uh, Fire Pro returns on the Sega. Yeah, there we. Go. That's one of the one of the early ones. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. Uh, Fire Pro Returns for the PS2 yeah. was the last one they had made. And in 20, it was 2015 or 2017, the fan outcry was enough. Yep. They asked for it and asked for it and asked for it. They created uh, Fire Pro World, 
which mm-hmm. is on Steam, uh, as well as a few other, uh, I, I don't know all the platforms off the top of my head, but it's on Steam. And uh, it is incredible because in the online creator space, people can make their favorite wrestlers and then you can download them. And because oh. it's your computer, your roster sure. is limitless. Uh, sure. So like I, I opened it when I first downloaded it yeah. and found that fans had made several versions of me. They had made several versions of many of my friends uh, all the way up to famous wrestlers that just weren't in the game. Oh, that's crazy. Uh, and yeah, it is a, it's a real wormhole to go down. Cause you can, you can upload your own music into it for entrance themes. Uh, it's incredibly customizable uh, and it has stood the test of time. It's been out now for eight years or so. And fans, the, the community is still very active online. It's still getting updates all the time to work out bugs. Um, so yeah, uh, that, that was sort of the beginnings of it. Yeah. But now in, uh, and this goes along with the, uh, the rebirth and repopularity of uh, Japanese wrestling that at the bullet club I mentioned from new Japan yeah. broke away from new Japan and the core group of those guys who call themselves the elite, they started a company in America called all elite wrestling, AEW, which yes, are now the yes, biggest yes. competitor to WWE. They have three weekly TV shows. They have pay-per-views just like WWE. Yeah. They sell out huge arenas uh, in every way. It is on the same scale as WWE. And, and they I know, have yeah, they've got first a game. video yeah. game. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, to make it, they actually brought the folks who made the N64 games that were so popular and had them develop the game with them, starting with that engine. Oh, okay. So it's the, it's the Aki, Aki people. Yes. Oh, it okay. Is, it is, yeah. uh, I believe it's uh, THQ Nordic is yeah, uh, the yeah, name yeah, of the yeah, company yeah, yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they created a AEW um, Fight Forever. Okay, I and, might have to check uh, that out. It's it's a blast. It's a lot of fun. The Creator Suite, where you can create yeah. wrestlers and create settings, has a long ways to go. It's a little limiting, um, but the move sets in the game are uh, it run deep, and uh, they they actually just added a whole other playable feature in it yeah. called the Stadium Stampede Mode, which is named okay. after um, a special match they do in AEW where they. They go to an, well, it was an empty stadium. Now it's usually got fans in it. But uh, COVID era, they would find the stadium closest to the arena that their show was in. Yeah. And they would have five on five teams and they would fight all over the stadium and jump off stuff. And it was really yeah. kind of crazy. And <laughs> the match is like that. It's elimination with people online and there's there's uh, Molotov cocktails yeah. and bombs yeah. and you can drive a forklift at people and it's nothing like a wrestling match in any way, <laughs> but it's very cool. If I recall correctly, uh, the wrestling match that I went to, there was some going out into the crowd. Um, that would have been in my match. Yeah. That was your match. And I almost, I almost saw a little old lady get flattened. <laughs> Because yes, she, uh, everyone else moved out of the way, and she's like, "I've lived this long," <laughs> uh, and thankfully, uh, the uh, the aforementioned Baten, yeah, uh, Baten yes, yeah. was right next yep, to her yep, to kind he of was shield like, her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's that's in the video of the match uh, when yes, I throw yes, my yes, near three hundred pound uh, opponent through yes. all the chairs everyone had been in. Oh. He slides and ends up practically in this little old lady's lap. And uh, she, 
the, the the thing is, she's either in shock or just completely unfazed. Like this happens to her often, and she just slowly gets up and kind of walks away. And yeah, and I, I'm just like, if you know, life goals right there to be that yeah hardened of of a society that 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 this this event probably didn't you know raise <laughs> yeah. Doesn't even end up on the top ten of stuff she would mention from that week. Yeah, just, <laughs> just a bit. But yeah, watch, watch, watch his match. It's, 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 it's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. Um, yeah, video games. Uh, so it's sort of the. <laughs> now I'm bringing us back. Uh, it's sort, it's sort of we're seeing sort of the the rebirth of of the genre now because at least now we have two major competitors. That's right. That's right. Making what? games. Yeah. To try and that always drives innovation and in trying to make your game better because you don't want to be number two. Yep. And you've got some, and you've got the indie as well. Like uh, Retromania Wrestling is is yeah. out, oh, and that's yeah. trying to re- yep. recapture like that spirit. Uh, by the way, anyone, uh, we, someone commented, actually two different people commented that uh, Fire Pro Wrestling is also uh, where, uh, uh, the, uh, sorry, uh, Suda Goichi, uh, Suda51 got his start was scenario writing um, on the Super Famicom versions of the games. And some of them went dark. <laughs> like there's, there, like I think it's Fire Pro 3 or Fire Pro X where they like they have like the 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 wrestler who gave up everything to win the championship and then they show him like he's he's at home or whatever and you just hear a gunshot and it was like and it was like he had nothing more to strive for it's like what you know it's like it's your wrestling game you know it's like really really and you know that's the guy who went on to do no more heroes and you know all, all kinds all kinds of stuff but like um, look at there's fan translations of a lot of these games. Look into them, but fantastic games to begin with. Fire Pro is like as I mentioned, the U.S. hit the heyday of wrestling games around the N64. But for Japan, it was PC Engine and um, Super Famicom that had just amazing wrestling games. Yeah, yeah, that went hard. <laughs> like just yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. So okay. So you're 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 optimistic about the future of wrestling games. I'll say that like as I did more research for this, yeah. There's there, it's it, but f- there was a dark time, you know, for like they, there was nothing except like badly reviewed WWE games for a long time. Yeah, there was there was like a 15 year stretch where yeah. it was just the uh, you know WWE 2K whatever. Yep. And they were sort of doing the same thing that I guess, and I, I don't, I don't play sports games very much, yeah. uh, but yeah. as I understand it, like the Madden games, it was sure. that same problem where the yeah. game didn't get any better year over year. They just updated the roster and some yeah. of the look on it. And, you know, I, I guess for people where that's the thing they're really obsessed with is that genre. Sure. They'll sure. keep buying, but of course. it doesn't, it's not sustainable and it certainly doesn't drive you to make the game any better. Exactly. Exactly. And, and, you know, the same, yeah, with any sports games, yeah, sometimes you buy the update not because you think it's going to be a drastically different game, but because the players you're familiar with are there. Or, you know, like <laughs> the next Smash Brothers doesn't have to be fantastic. Do you know what I mean? Like, but if yeah, you, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, if you put, if you put a couple fan favorite characters in there, you know, it's going to, 
it's it's going to sell. I'm it probably will be fantastic, but but <laughs> but but like when you have such an established thing, there's no motivation to make it better because it'll sell even if it's not that great. Now another genre that I just adored when I was younger that also had. 15, maybe 20 years of a dark period is the side-scrolling beat-em-up. Mm-hmm. And um, let's see, what do I have to be? Um, if you if you have a, if you if you see this at one of the stores, Perry, before you go back, you're gonna this is this is a great one to have. This is a collection of Capcom. Uh, they call them um, they call them belt action games. Um, because because it's no because they scroll like a conveyor belt. Yes. <laughs> Like but, I got it immediately. But we we we'd call them we'd call them beat 'em ups. But this one has like Final Fight on it, and like Captain Commando, and just just a bunch of really 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 fun ones. And it's um, now, it was always one of my sushi. Yeah. I just <sighs> and of course we've got we've we've got great. <laughs> You're welcome. Here, here to completely it took, derail the took conversation. Took me a moment. Took me a moment. Took That's me a just... moment. Uh have you have you have you done the conveyor belt sushi here yet? I've I've not yet. No, uh, but it's it's uh, th- there's a spot near here that's on my list before I go home. Oh, there you go, there you go. Um, and then uh, the Kawabunga collection brought some of my favorite fighters mm. back: Turtles in Time and Turtles the Arcade Game, which probably took more coins for me than any other arcade Facts. game. Yeah. Facts, dude. That was that was yeah. me back in the day in the roller coliseum to ice ice baby and whatever and then like you had like the Jurassic Park like video yep. game too yep. Yep. and yep. then yep. Yep. You, oh, just countless hours in front of that not getting very far. So oh good. yeah, yeah. My 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 little yep. brother and I pumped countless quarters into that uh, at the at the old Dream Machine arcade in Hadley, yep. Massachusetts. Uh, yeah, absolutely wasting as much time as we could. Yeah. Shakey's uh, Pizza for me. Yep. Mm-hmm. And the I, thing I will is, say, though, yeah. when yeah. Cowabunga Collection came out, yep. I downloaded it right away. Yep. I played yep. it on stream, and I had no idea how close I must have come when I was a kid to beating that game because I flew through it in about 35 minutes on stream. Yep. It might yep. be the first video game I've actually played and beaten in my life. Uh, and I did it on stream and I was, yeah. there's a moment in the video where I'm just kind of like, there's credits rolling. What yep. did I just beat the yep. game? <laughs> yeah. Uh, this game came out when I was a kid and I never had a lot of money. So I, I play, I, so I'm, intimately familiar with the first couple levels and then the later ones and then the later ones not so much but i'd watch other people beat it you you know what i mean like but and so that you know that game went away and then when i got when i got into college my first year the dorms were all full so i was staying at a hotel or whatever um near near campus or whatever which was which was considered like they had a deal with the university or whatever but anyway, there was a game room in that hotel, and they had only one game, and it was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And I'm like, I have a part-time job now. I have money. I'm gonna beat this game, and and I did. And and it was it was it was an amazing triumph. But like it, uh, you know. So this game holds special places in my heart in two different generations. Just absolute absolute classic. I had, of course, the the port for the 
for the, the the NES, but it just wasn't the same. Yeah, yeah, I felt like it was at the time, but like in retrospect, it, it was not even close. I mean, it definitely captures the heart of it. I mean, it like Turtles, in, Turtles in Time was pretty darn close to the arcade yeah. game, you know. But yeah. but like um, the the but closest yeah. I can say that I got is that is that I streamed the original uh, Konami Ninja Turtles game, which I also loved and played a whole bunch. Okay. Of. And I thought I was like, oh, I'll get through this pretty fast. Couple like you know, a couple of streams, and I'll be done. It took me like four, I think, because there was so much more to that game than I thought. It's like I can't even get like past like the second level of that without like save states, man. I don't know how anyone's supposed to beat this game. So that was a triumph, but not the same because those side-scrolling beat 'em ups were, were what everyone was playing. Yep. Oh yeah. Um, anybody, did anyone play the the third one, the Manhattan Project? That was a console exclusive. Yep, it was sure did. It was it was fine. It was fine, but like, but by that by that point, like it was uh, you know we're already looking looking at the sixteen bit stuff coming out and yeah. Uh, yeah. But I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I actually I played a game that I very few people even recall existing until the the collection came out again. Tournament Fighters, um, yeah. which was basically Street yeah. Fighter with Ninja Turtles. The only reason I played so much of it is because. Blockbuster Video had their World Video Game Championships, and that was one of the games. So we rented it several times to practice. Yeah, that's it awesome. Was, yeah, those. Gosh, man, the eighties and nineties were great. <laughs> Why don't they bring those back? <laughs> <laughs> so much to say. <laughs> Oh man, um, but the thing is, but that's a genre that you know I I played, and then like so many people rediscovered uh, that whole genre uh, through emulation, of course, and through collections, um, you know your uh, virtual consoles and stuff like that. And but for the longest time, there were basically no new uh, side-scrolling action games. They just mm. they just went out of fashion. Um, the, the only type of you know two D games you were getting really was you know some fighters, which would be maybe three D characters on a two D plane. But like the genre basically died out. Uh, there were a couple things being released still to Japanese arcades for like the Neo Geo. Like we got um, Sengoku Three in two thousand and one, um, which is a pretty late uh, entry to the the side scrolling uh, fighter. But like, and then it just nothing for the longest time and you brought up scott pilgrim earlier um Mm -hmm. sean that might have been one of the i'm I'm sure it wasn't the first but like it was definitely one of the ones that like um really captured the heart of the originals in a kind of an updated way Uh, perry did you play the scott pilgrim fighting game i have not but i have every intention of playing it uh because i love love the comics and love the movie yeah it's a a must of the comics of course yeah. you read the comics. Of course, I look forward to the did. Netflix show. Of course he read the of, of course he's into comic books. Like the, I wasn't going to assume. I'm, he's I'm just a happy. professional wrestler. I... All professional wrestlers read comics. It, at least everyone that I've talked to so far. <laughs> that's, uh, that's 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 shockingly accurate. Yeah. <laughs> like well, good. I think that's I think exciting. like. I think like everything goes in a full circle. You've got the athleticism or whatever, and like it eventually comes back down to the geekiness. You know, it's just like right, you know. Right. I think 
Um, because I know for a fact that a lot of our listeners here on Famicom Dojo are super into the wrestling things. I've had a lot of people when they, they know I'm in Japan and they're like, can you find me this obscure wrestling thing? Um, you know, I get th- those requests almost as much as for video games or music, you know? So like, uh, th- you know, there's, there's obviously a, a crossover there, but, but yeah, uh, I, I recommend it. It really captures like the heart, like it's a chip tune soundtrack. It's, you know, it's just all that, all that stuff that you'd, you'd expect, you know, the, if you take too much time the flashing, like go, go, go comes on, you know, it's just very, uh, very much now. Um, of course you've got companies like Wayford who are doing like the river city girls series, which is, which, which brings back one of my favorite fighters from the NES days, river city ransom, mm-hmm. uh, which is great. And then you've got one, one, of, one I... of, one of the all time great mega 64 sketches, river city ransom. Oh yes. Yes. Uh, Sean, add that to the show nice. notes. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, the guys from that, you know, those guys, right? I do. Yeah, of course you uh, do. Was, uh, All wrestlers they're, do. They're, they're third. Yeah, they're. Uh, uh, well, uh, actually, Garrett from Mega Sixty Four is currently training to wrestle. Oh come um, on! Okay. Yeah, okay. But yeah, uh, they. Uh, <laughs> I'm actually. I appear in uh, season three of Mega Sixty Four. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I'm just. I'm looking at the video right now. <laughs> But like you've got all kinds of great things coming back. Like we've got Streets of Rage four. Um, so like, um, and then and then a lot of people doing just you know their their own thing. Uh, I haven't played this one yet, but I've been meaning to call it the Takeover. This is one that's like three D style, but on a two D plane. And there's and there's 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 way more. And of course, going back to our turtles thing is um, Shredder's Revenge. And uh, Perry, you you did you did you did a big thing about this. You want to you want to talk about Shredder's Revenge? I love Shredder's Revenge. Uh, it captures everything I loved about those early Turtle games, but with like the crispness and responsiveness of modern gaming. And because you know, because it's uh, you know modern gaming, and we have so much more memory available, and you know all, all those sorts of things, uh, it it's much more expansive than any of the other Turtle games. Where there's you know little side quests where you have to. You have to unleash certain characters, and, and you have to unlock certain things. And uh, there, there's a a DLC where you can play as additional characters rather than just the sure. four turtles. Uh, so I, I actually I've been playing primarily as uh, Usagi Yojimbo. Oh, uh, which, uh, an all-time favorite. Of course. Uh, that's another and, deep uh, cut. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I haven't again. I, I haven't beaten pretty much any game I've ever played, but I'm yeah. really going to try on this one. I haven't been able to play at all while I've been in Japan, even though my gaming computer is right here in front of yep, me. Yep. Yep. Uh, but when I get home, I'm definitely going to get through that. Cause once you've, once you've actually beat the game, you unlock Casey Jones as a playable character. Ooh. And that's, a you have to, you have to get Casey Jones. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. So, yeah, I, I have so much good to say about that. I, I played it on yeah. stream. Uh, and before I played it on stream, I actually had my brother over and he and I just sat for like two hours playing this game and just laughing hysterically to ourselves because we couldn't believe how much it was just like everything we remembered from the Turtle games. 
Oh, that is wonderful. That is wonderful. Um, I, I, I have it because of course I bought it, <laughs> but, but I, I haven't cracked it open yet because uh, my kids and I, we are going through the Kawabunga collection first. Um, so I want to, because especially if it turns out to be a really, really good game, it's harder to play the older ones afterwards. So we're, 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 we're going kind of, we're, I, I don't know if we're going to do everything, but we're going to at least do turtles and turtles in time. And then, uh, we'll move on to shredder's revenge. So, um, yeah, just, and we've got a great video of me trying to explain the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles to my Japanese wife. Uh, <laughs> um, we should. I'm not going to run a space on the show page. Just keep them coming. I got. Okay. This. Okay. You okay. Yeah. This. Put 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 that because I was trying to explain the very concept of turtles who are ninjas, and she understood both of those words. But like, <laughs> but yeah, it never really took off uh, here here very much. Uh, yeah, I know. I know that they had to initially when it was released in Japan, they yeah. had to use a different name too because um, the connotation. Like, yep. 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 Yeah, the connotation of ninja in Japan. Yeah, um, they had to get that word out entirely. Yep, yep, yep. So that's why um, this is Turtles the arcade game. This came out as Turtles Two in uh, in the United States, but it's just Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles here because the original game, yeah, was not called Ninja Turtles. It, it had they gave it a really convoluted long name that I can't remember. And so Turtles Three was here, Turtles Two, and yeah, it's it's all it's all. Yeah, and if you can come up with a name more convoluted than Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which is yeah. a pretty long name to begin with, um, yeah, yeah, you're uh, you're onto something. Do do yeah, you that, know how embarrassed I am? I didn't understand all the in jokes from that name and the characters to like specifically Daredevil until like I don't know, like the last maybe five years, <laughs> like like Splinter. And we're like, oh yeah, we all love Splinter. Well, he's based on Stick, yeah. who was Daredevil's mentor, or the Foot Clan. When yeah, Daredevil the, clan, the hand, the right? Hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, angry. I, I was, I was so lucky because I grew up, um, I grew up in Greenfield, Massachusetts, which is 15 okay. minutes from Northampton, Massachusetts, mm. where the Turtles were created. Okay. Uh, okay. So when I was little. It was like right in the midst of their heyday. They, I was probably second grade. They'd probably been on TV for two years at that point. And uh, we used to have events in town where the uh, Eastman and Laird would come and they would autograph little kids' drawings of the turtles. Oh my God. So like somewhere at home, I have a little drawing that Perry did of the turtles that's autographed by both of, both of the creators. And uh, that when you have that as a kid, that... Yeah particular entity becomes oh, impossible yeah. to let go of so as oh, of i grew up i learned everything i could about them yep 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 those early experiences i mean i mean basically basically this is all arrested development isn't it? i mean like like we've we've all like we got to a place and we're like yeah that's enough <laughs> you <Yep>. know, like, <laughs> we're, we're good you know i i you know, and then as you get older, you're like, I should move on to new things. And you, you do no, a little bit, you do bother? a little bit, you no. do a little bit, but you're like, or I could watch three hour deep dive videos on an old thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I I've, I've said to people forever. Yeah. There's so many things I do now that seven year old Perry would lose his mind over. Yep. Yep. And it's because I'm just still doing all the things I wish I could have done. When the new right. kids on the block reunited, I went to the show. <laughs> 
because they had been my first concert when I was seven, but I, you're, you're seven. I didn't remember any of it. Yeah. Oh my God. So then I was, I was 22 when they reunited and went to like three shows and it was amazing. And now Same I go list. to <laughs> pretty much, <laughs> you, know, you know, what was interesting in the yeah. 16 years in between a yeah. bunch of them learned how to sing. <gasps> so that worked out well. They learned to sing, and a bunch of them actually learned how to dance. So Whoa. it was a way better show than 1992. Well, I uh, mean, yeah, eventually, eventually. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, they, they had time. That's great. And now, now, yeah, we were talking about they might be giants earlier, or whatever. And you've you've been to a couple of their shows too. I I actually went to I actually went to one. The the last concert I went to before I moved to Japan was they might be giants with with Sean Orange. Yeah. Oh, nice. Was that was it? Was that at the first Ave? That was at first Ave. That was at yeah. first Ave, and was that was Minneapolis. Two, for those who are curious, two thousand and four, and it was there. The Spine hits the highway tour. Yeah, dang, nice. And that yeah, was we got, we got oh, that was a good show. With like yeah. the, the, the snowman, the snowman the, burning the money, burning the yeah. pile of money, yeah. and yeah. melting yeah. because yeah, that's what would happen. Yeah, yeah. There was there was a period in high school. Uh, Weird Al had always been the anchor yep. point in all of yep. music yep. for me yep. uh, since elementary school. That is and... quite a statement, by the way. Okay, sorry. Continue. Oh, and he, he still is. He still is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And when when I was in high school was right around the time that you know the internet became much more accessible sure. to everyone. Sure. And WeirdAl.com had a list of if you like Weird Al, you should check out. And it was like bands he was friends with that were tangentially of related. Of course. And uh, They Might Be Giants was the first band on the list. I mean, that makes and sense. So I, I went out and I bought, uh, yeah. because, you know, everyone, yeah. every kid my age knew, you know, Constantinople. They sure. knew Particle Flood Man. album. Yeah. 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 And um, I went out. And the CD I found was Severe Tire Damage, their live record. Dr. Worm. Okay. It had all the hits and it opens with Dr. Worm. And there was like an entire summer, I want to say maybe 2001, where that was all I listened to. (laughs) And uh, yeah, a few years later, they actually played in my hometown at like an outdoor festival that was free. And that was the first time I got to see them. Uh, But yeah, I've seen them a ton since. Oh, that's so sick. <laughs> a my piece my jigsaw puzzle of my flood. daughter my daughter's a huge fan of they might be giants now and we 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 when we ever were on a road trip or whatever we sing it as loud as we can it's just ab, abs, absolutely great because it it remains intensely clever you know it's just very yeah very very good stuff um, yeah, and and it's yeah. it's it's one of those things that like everyone I met in music when I was, I was, I mentioned before I was in a punk band, I was on warp tour for two summers. Okay. uh, And everyone I met from like less than Jake to no FX to the Aquabats, the common denominator was everyone knew and loved. They might be giants. I can definitely see that with the Aquabats. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. uh, That continues to this day. Um, I, uh, I I met Jonathan Colton for the first time uh, last December and we were talking at an event. And immediately started. He he was asking me about wrestling. I just wanted to talk novelty music with him. I mean, you're and, followed uh, by the Mountain Goats, yeah. So like, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, John John Darnell is yeah. a fan of some of my content. <laughs> oh my yes. goodness. Uh, and uh, oh. you, you you had actually mentioned John Hodgman, who's John uh, Hodgman, who's become yeah. a friend. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was how I met Jonathan Colton. Was I was I was part of a stage show for John Hodgman, and Jonathan Colton was there playing music. 
but yeah, we talked. They might be Giants yeah. for probably 20 minutes backstage. Well, John Hodgson's a huge Giants fan. He brings it up in his podcast all the time. Yeah. Uh, I, I need to bridge another nerd fandom into all of this. All right. Do it. Do it. So, so We've already gone I've, this far. I know. I've, I'm a big Transformers <laughs> fan. Okay. And like a, a early or late 90s, early, early aughts, I was going to, to these, you know, BotCon Transformers conventions all across the country. Um, that's how I met a lot of the, the, the folks who formed Powett TV. And of course, you know, Phil and I went to high school together. So we traveled across the country yeah. to go to this stuff. And, uh, so, so eventually through some gyrations, it got corporately managed by Hasbro. Um, but the, the, the benefits of that were that they had some parties at the Paramount lot. Uh, a couple of years so we got you know the packages to go to that and then there's like stan bush like in the paramount lot like playing the touch like four times because it's the only song of his that anyone there knew and then <laughs> million in the background there's weird al because he was on the soundtrack too right yeah. they yeah. brought him as yeah. a guest he's just hanging out listening to the music chatting with people very cool yeah. dude i just in incredible um, I'm, I'm very jealous of that. Uh, uh, I've yet to meet Weird Al, uh, but uh, you know, eventually I'm going. All the all the famous people that I have met, yep, I'm going to finally yep. just leverage one of those and find a way. I I have not I have not met I have not met Weird Al, but I've been to three of his shows because um, he used to play the he used to play the county fair that that in our in our town because he was such he a popular still does guest. Play yeah. County yeah. fairs. And, um, but one of my friends got to go backstage and he got me an autograph and, and it, it had a, and it, 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 it had a, uh, it had a, just a, it just said, hi from weirdo. (laughs) It's very, you know, in my, in my name or whatever. It was very, very casual, but I, but I, but it's, it was one, it's one of my treasured. uh, I need to get that when I go back to the States. It's, I know exactly where it is in my room, but I didn't bring it with me to Japan. And that's a mistake. Yeah, I, uh, I, uh, in in my corner of the home office, yeah. my wife and I share. I don't have a lot of things on the wall, <laughs> um, but I do have n- next to my contract for Japan. Yeah, which was like a big deal. I put that in a frame. Oh, and I'm stuff sure, on the of course, wall. of course. Right next to that is my autograph picture of Weird Al Yankovic from when I was in the ninth grade and wrote him a fan letter. <gasps> I should write Weird Al a fan letter. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> November is Patron Appreciation Month at Famicom Dojo, and heck, why not make it December, too? We're thankful for all the support that you've shown us in our podcast, weekly live streams, and our upcoming SP Edition videos to celebrate 40 years of the Famicom and 16 years of Famicom Dojo. And to show our appreciation, we're giving something back to all of you. When you visit FamicomDojo.tv and click on the videos and podcasts in any of our hundreds of shows, you will see a list of all the Patreon subscribers who supported its creation, from Dojo Disciples all the way down to pledges of $1, which as we always like to say, is better than an ad. And a new perk starting this month, any new videos released to the Famicom Dojo YouTube channel will feature the names of all our current supporters, not just the producers. You paid, so you should get to see your name or pseudonym in lights. You know, because computers have LED, ah, close enough. A Dojo Disciples for the month of November are Andrew Greeley, Bombs, Daniel Hathcock, Earl Grey III, and Talbot. 
Producers are Matcha, Butlord, Jodes Forever, Keith Robinson, Peter Burrell, and Rachel Moser. New patrons, Talbot and Matcha, thank you both for joining us. Also, producers in the bow should remember to vote in our producers' pick polls to choose which games we'll be playing every week during this month-ish long appreciation celebration. And everyone listening should be sure to check out FamilyComDojo.tv for our brand new Denchi Mail section where we answer your questions. Visit Patreon.com slash FamilyComDojo for more details. Yeah, I don't, everyone, I don't everyone. think we're going to get to... I don't think we're going to get to future retro pile of shame, but I think Vink and I talked about our two games pretty yeah. much already. So, yeah. Perry, is there anything you want to say about your chosen game? Future Retro is a segment where we talk about contemporary video games that have the potential to be remembered as classics. Or classics that we've played for the first time, or just more recently. And in Pile of Shame, we talk about the games we haven't been playing and try to convince each other if we should. Or not. Uh, yeah, so uh, we were, uh, before we went on, uh, we asked yeah. if there was a game I would want to talk about. And um, probably it, it, might, it might surprise some folks because those who've watched my streams, those who've watched my YouTube, and those who've heard this conversation so far could probably <laughs> imagine a wrestling game, or a turtles sure. game, or possibly even a monster truck game. And those are all great, and I, I enjoy all of those. But the game that really defined a huge part of my childhood was Goldeneye on the N64. Heck yeah. Um, it was the perfect game for a room full of nerdy middle school and high school boys, which would encompass me and my brother's friends, uh, to play and just yell at each other the whole time. And <laughs> it was such a harmless way to get out one's violent aggression. I was going to... Uh, which was good hold, because hold uh, I'm huge and my brother is equally gigantic. So uh, to be able to just mash <laughs> buttons instead of instead of uh, rumble with each other, uh, yeah, probably probably a good call. Oh, definitely. Um, and it was the experience was so great because I can I can still feel it, and I feel like oh, a yeah. lot of a lot of young boys my era uh, probably have the same memory of a Friday night when you have a friend staying over, a sibling has a friend staying over yep. and you're all playing games together. And the N64 took four controllers. So it was perfect. Yep. And you know, you just, you took over the living room. Your parents were kicked out. This was your space. Now yep. mom would order a pizza because there's no way she's cooking for four damn kids. Yep. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, and you're, you're, you're just, it's all just junk food and pizza and playing N64 games and yep. shouting at each other. Yeah. Cause we and it was always the same setup. It was the temple was the level yep. we all went into. Yep. It was licensed to kill, so one hit you were down. Yep. And it was like best, uh, you know, it was like first to ten or first to eight, whatever the the numbers yep. broke up kind of weird. So it might have been eight. And we would play like that, and it was just, and we all had like a, a gentleman's agreement. Yeah. If you hadn't found a gun yet, you weren't to be shot at. Because it's not fair. Okay. So to this like day, it. my parents, if we bring up this game, they will say, oh, yeah, yeah that's the game where you guys would just be shouting, no gun, no gun. <laughs> and uh, I mean, this this went on, you know, I, I grew up in Massachusetts. Yep. Uh, the winters yep. were snowy and terrible. So yep. you'd go we're in from, and play video games. We're from Wisconsin. So maybe even yeah, more. Yeah. We understand yeah. all that like effects. Yeah. No. You, you, yeah. you know, the you know, the plight. Um but it also meant that, you know, we would all go out yep. and go sledding for a couple hours. We'd come in, yep. throw all of our winter clothes in the dryer so they'd be ready for round two when we had 
eating yep. something. Yeah, yeah. We'd have that pizza. We'd have some soda. We'd sit and play video games, and then in the middle of the night, we'd go back out to play in the snow. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like I. I I can't imagine kind of a more perfect, less harmful way for a group of young kids to spend a weekend than just flying through this game and screaming at each other, eating junk food and playing in the snow. Yeah. Uh, You know, uh, it's, it it definitely, uh, it definitely prepared me for uh, living in a wrestler dorm across the country with a bunch of other dudes. (laughs) There you go. Oh man, gold! I was gonna pull. I was gonna pull my boxed copy, but like, I it wouldn't matter anyway because it's in in plat- Like, I have one that I play and one that I keep because it. Mm-hmm. That was that was a yeah. I, I'm not even into first person shooters. I really am not. Basically, that's the one that I played Same. because I mean because my friends played it in later high school, and I'm a, I'm a couple years older than you. So like, I I went to college in '98 or whatever, and I was I was living I was living uh, second semester. I finally moved out of the hotel. I was back in the dorms, whatever, and and there people would just just play this just all the time. It like someone would just like yell. Like, they didn't call it GoldenEye '64. They just said, "You want to play Bond?" It was just like it was Bond, yeah. like like that. But but there was this. There's this huge guy at the at the end end of the hall, huge, 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 tall, muscular black guy, and he just yelled down the yelled down the the hallway, Bond or whatever. And like a couple people would always come out, you know, and like so there'd be a game going like almost almost any time. And and if there were not enough players, he might go on your door and he'd be like Bond Bond, and and you don't want to say no. So like, yeah, I'll play Bond. I'll play Bond. Uh, menacingly invited to game (laughs) anything you want i'll I'll be all slappers Ah, you know just (laughs) but no it was it was it was so fun it was so fun i've always been bad at it but i've always enjoyed it you know you know what i mean like i I, i'm not the person i'm not the person who wins but i'm the person who hangs by a wall and makes sure that the person who's winning doesn't win so (laughs) so. yeah yeah that's i feel like there was always a handful of little rules like that yeah yeah uh, like, like, uh, one of the rules we had was no one could play his odd job Yep, because he yep. was yep. too short. Yep. So you couldn't yep. shoot him. Yep. Yep. Uh, and yeah, I, th- I think that that's, that's one of the cool things about like group gaming in person, especially yep. is over time, these little rules that don't exist in the game. And the only way to really oh, enforce yeah. them is just for everyone to agree. Oh yeah. Those kind of come together. Maybe, I, I, yeah. I imagine that's uh, that's how a lot of people my age began to understand oh, democracy. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> nice. nice! But yeah, it's like it's like the free parking for for Monopoly. You play at someone's house, and it you know. Oh, oh right. this is yeah. where this is where we dance. Doesn't <laughs> doesn't everyone do this? In yeah, my yeah. In, in in my house, we we keep like we'd always play we'd always play um the game during we'd always play monopoly during like the the winter holidays and my parents would always send a bunch of candy and things including like leftover halloween candy corn or whatever so if we're playing monopoly on free parking is a small dish of of candy corn so you don't get anything when you go to free parking but you can have a piece of candy it just you know and, and and like it was just a thing we did a couple times but we were playing we were playing uh like last year and and I was like, well, you guys want to play Monopoly? And they're like, we can't. We're out of candy corn. And I'm like, that's, you can play. We do not need that. That that's 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 an optional that's 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 a that's an optional rule. But yeah, 
there were so many rules with with uh, with with Bond with other video games, sort of. Yeah, you you can't play as the overpowered character, or you can't, you know. Oh man, I I wish I wish gaming was. I mean, I'll tell you now that I've got kids, gaming, you know, four player couch gaming has come back in my life. But like, I I wish. You know, I wish I could recapture that that spirit. I mean, like, I I would give any amount of money for that. You know. Yeah, yeah. Can, can, I, can I, I t- go ahead. No, yeah. no, no. Please, please. Uh, can can I thought. tell you how? Like, I was not prepared for Goldeneye to be a huge deal because, like, yeah. I watched the movie. It was like my first Bond film. Like, it's not my mm. first one, but it's like the first one of like you know my generation, right? First one I saw in the theater. Yeah. 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 So so. Like, I was looking forward to the game because I had Nintendo Power at the time. Like, I was reading all about how, like, they had the game designers on, like, set to, like, help design the whole thing. And I was like, great, I get to play a decent uh, uh, licensed game based on a, on a movie for once. And so, yeah, the campaign was great. But yeah. I was not ready for, like, the multiplayer to be where this game was at. And, like, yeah. everyone loved it. We brought it to study hall yep. until yep. we had yep. to yep. stop. Yep. And I was like, why? Well, because people want to play, too, and it's not fair to everyone. I was like, we got four controllers. We'll, we'll, we'll do a tournament. It's fine. I was like, no, yep. we shut it down. Yep. Like, like, I did that at my graduation party. It was a phenomenon, yep. and I was not... I will say, I was so stoked to learn how to use, um, uh, what is it, like the, the, the control style with like the strafe on, on one and like, yep. the on the other, which yep. is inverted of what you do now, nowadays, but like, it prepared me for a lifetime of first-person shooters. Yep, just epic on on every level. I'm realizing now for the first time that I never beat the campaign on Goldeneye. <laughs> I never did because I, I don't did. think I I I don't think I I, I barely even played the single player because it <sighs> that wasn't the point of Goldeneye. That like wasn't the point. Right. That right. that would it, be it like that, not the point. That would be like Eventually. that would be like you know what I like most. You know what you know what I like most about uh, Mario Kart the campaign. You know, like it's you know it's, like, you know, it's, it's not you're not playing it right. You know. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Perry, you had something to say on Goldeneye. Uh, you know, I probably did. <laughs> it's past Perry's uh, think, problem now. I think. Yeah, I think. I think. Uh, Sixteen years of uh, of rattling my brain in a wrestling ring. That thought is long gone. Uh, okay. All right. Well, if it if it if it springs back, if it springs back, um, you know, you know, Sean, we we interrupted his chain of thought. We're just gonna have yeah. to have him back on another episode. Sometime. I didn't. I, yeah, I yeah. didn't mean to yeah. do that. Uh, so yeah, yeah, Perry, if you're interested, uh, you wanna you wanna come back for answer a few questions from uh, from the viewers. Yeah, yeah, uh, I would do that as a good yeah. first step. Sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I, I won't. I won't belabor things a little too long then. But just, just a little bit of housekeeping uh, yep. for for the dojo. Um, it's 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 November, y'all, and it's Patreon Appreciation Month. There's going to be an ad Woo! and audio version of this, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go over it too much. But like now's the time, man. We're gonna we're gonna stream games that you're picking uh, for the producers and above. Um, we're working hard to make the website more gooder, as what yep. you're seeing in the industry. And uh, it's going to be the gooderest. It's going to be the, the, yeah, even gooder than that. Yep. Um, so, yeah, like the, uh, go to patreon.com slash famicom dojo uh, to, to check out all the cool stuff that we're doing. We're actually going to release some videos too. Like, yes, you know, we are. Like and I, script. yep. And I, it's and uh, a 
a sequel to a wildly popular video from the golden age of Famicom Dojo uh, is going to enter full production starting this month. Wow. I will talk to you more about that later, Sean. Well, all but, right. But the, I That's think exciting. the script, I think the script is finally finalized. So awesome. um, plus, awesome. plus I'm going to be doing some uh, streams coming up um, over uh just just some regular game stuff and i got a play date now uh that's that little handheld with the crank and i'm going to be doing an unboxing coming up so so lots of stuff to look forward to lots of uh perry uh plug some stuff yeah uh so you can find me on all major social medias at perry von vicious all one word uh and uh once you're there i have my little link tree uh that has my my web shop uh for Perry merch. I've got some very cool t-shirt designs. I'm very proud of work with some great artists on those. Uh, it also will get you to my YouTube for my vlogs. And uh, I, it'll also get you to my Twitch for live streams, which will start again once I've returned back to the States in December. I was hoping to do some while I was in Japan and uh, the schedule here just really doesn't allow for yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a lot of training and a lot of time going to the gym and then shows constantly. But uh, yeah, good problems to have admittedly. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, when you're, when you're there, uh, make sure to check out everything I do. Uh, there's a bunch of stuff we, we just would never have time to get into here, but I do 3d print and design my own action figures of me and monster trucks with me coming out the window that I sell as merch. Uh, those can all be found on my Instagram. Uh, and I take orders for those all the time. Uh, the printers in my, the, the, the four printers I have in my basement can run all day. So, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's worth checking out, but the vlogs are on the YouTube, uh, the live streams after the fact go up on the YouTube. Um, you know, I find those are, those are a lot of fun. It's a good chance to talk with people in the stream, sort of like we're doing now. Uh, and yeah, you should definitely check out, uh, Kyushu pro wrestling in Fukuoka, Japan. Uh, make sure to check out their, uh, make sure to check out their Twitter, make sure to check out their YouTube. Uh, if you can get to a live show, do it by all means. That's a great time. Everyone here is fantastic. Uh, there's not a single person in the company that I don't love. Uh, and then I would be remiss not to mention back home, back in the States, two companies that I work for very regularly, uh, Blitzkrieg Pro based in Western Massachusetts and Northern Connecticut. Uh, they have fantastic shows, uh, an amazing roster. It's run by an old friend of mine that I uh, actually graduated wrestling school with. Uh, Jeremy Leary uh, runs that company. And uh, also in Western Massachusetts, Pro Wrestling Grind, uh, that is run by the the aforementioned Iron Rip Bison, who is here in Japan with me, yep, and yep. Uh, and his uh, his significant other uh, Delmi Exo, who is a fantastic wrestler in her own right, uh, someone who I, I help train and someone I, I admire oh, wow. a great deal. And uh, their their company is really something special. It tries to bring the flavor of Japanese wrestling to America. Uh, they actually have uh, tomorrow uh, at, I'm going to try to get the time right, 7 p.m. Eastern in the States. Uh, that's on Tuesday. Yeah, actually, it's the day uh, after the, tomorrow. 14th. Yeah. The time difference, yeah. Uh, Tuesday the 14th at 7 p.m. on IWTV.com, independentwrestling.tv. Uh, they will be streaming their most recent event, which I uh, unfortunately was not at. It's the first of their shows I've ever missed because mm. I was here. But it is their two-year anniversary show, and by all accounts, it was a fantastic event. Uh, that will be having its debut 
and uh, I think everyone should check it out. Check out their YouTube, check out their Twitter. Uh, if you're in the New England area, either of those companies, Blitzkrieg Pro or Pro, uh, Pro Wrestling Grind, are an amazing experience that I can't recommend enough. Yep. Thanks to Perry for joining us for this amazing, unexpected, and fun episode of the Family <laughs> That was Dojo. really good. And not, and not Pile of Shave, although we should probably definitely start that soon. Yeah. Uh, and then, think I guess, until next time, the dojo is... Uh, the dojo is uh, spinning around and around and around and then thrown out into the audience and almost hit a poor old lady. All right. As is our custom. <laughs> As is our custom. <laughs> That's how Americans say hello. <laughs> The Famicom Dojo Video Game Podcast is part of the Nerd and Tie Podcast Network and produced by That's Orange LLC. Theme songs will more continue when RPG were written and performed by the Amari Tones. Pixel art for our logo provided by Lewis Lloyd Judson at lewistrations.co.uk. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, YouTube, or wherever RSS feeds are downloaded. Famicom Dojo. From the creators of the video game podcast, Famicom Dojo. They still make that? And the enthusiastic support of the Nerd and Tie Network. Yeah, do whatever you want. Comes a podcast about the single most important question in human history. What is the meaning of life? Can God create a rock so big even Pumpkin Man cannot How can I find fulfillment? What happens after you die? Does this look infected to you? Is there such a thing as karma or fate? What is true? Have you guys seen my keys? What should I be watching on TV? Every episode of Two Boobs Watch the Tube, Vink and his best bra, Sean Orange, take a shallow dive into a current or retro TV show. Will they love it? I guess. Will they hate it? No one. Will they fight about it? No one cares. Did Sean even watch it? No. Is Vink still listening as Sean talks about Transformers? Definitely not. These questions and more will be answered on Two Boobs Watch the Tube. Listen to new episodes fortnightly on the Nerd and Tie Podcast Network.